Welcome to Tower Tales Junior, a curated live play 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast for kids and adults. In Tower Tales Junior, we take a group of kids on a fantastical adventure full of friendship, adventure, and excitement using a modified 5e rule set. This podcast is created by and for kids. This is meant to be relatable and enjoyable. So let's see where they want to take the adventure today. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me. Through the wilderness and woods To where the winds are blowing free Through the darkness of the night Heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum We'll round up the troops And get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets neighborhoods head over the river and through the woods hello and welcome to tavern tales jr this is the podcast for kids and adults we're playing dungeons of dragons but it's dnd i am will i play the role of flash Golden Dragon. I forgot all the names that we made for him. One of them was Fla. Fla. That was mine. His class is Edra's Knight. Who else do we have at the table? Hi, I'm Robin. I play Sasha Kikian, who is a wizard tabaxi. And a fun fact about her is the tabaxi peoples live underground. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I play the role of Volpina, a ranger tabaxi. Oh, another tabaxi. Are you related to Sasha Kikian? Yes. Kind of. Mm. <laughs> kind of. Cousins, I think. Cousins? Yeah. Yeah. And a fact about Volpina is her favorite animals are wild cats. Right. Just like your good friend... Maya. And Maya's what? A jaguar. Perfect. Hi, my name is Savannah, and I play the role of DJ Ashardalong, a purple dragonborn. A fun fact about DJ is that you'd think her favorite color is purple, but really, it's like yellows, oranges, or and reds. Interesting. Huh, but she wears purple everything. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. It just matches her eyes and her scales. Come on. To help her blend in. Hi, my name is... Alex, I play the role of Chris Tuffer, uh, a dark elf. And a fun fact about Chris is he really likes collecting shiny things. <laughs> like your shiny rock. Like my shiny rock. <laughs> Relating back to a previous episode. There are a few other characters in the party right now. There is Arabelle. Who is Arabelle? Arabelle is the daughter of the farmer. Halflings. The way that Arabelle and her father Soren had came into had come into the picture was their son, who I don't remember the name of, had came to us in the first few episodes and asked us to save his dad and sister. And mom. No, his mom died. He asked us to save his mom. He yeah. didn't find and his out. Other sisters. That's a large household. Hey, what happened to my pet? I had a pet. It was a blue snake. 
Okay. That, that he thought of when we found Arabelle's two sisters and their mom, and then we never heard from again. I can just call him out right now. We have Arabelle, who is a halfling, and her dad named Soren, who is also a halfling. And is anybody else with the group? Georgington! Georgington was assigned to us in the beginning. Georgington is a paladin and a good friend of ours. Is he a human or is he an orc? What is he? He is indeed a human. And is anybody else with the group? Caitlin? Somebody connected to Caitlin's character? (gasps) Mikey here! Mikey here! Mikey here. He is my dad. What? Your dad is with us? Is he also a tabaxi? Yes. That would make sense since he's your dad. Is he related or connected to anybody else in the adventure? Me, Sasha. How so, Sasha? I I feel like he's my uncle, but I don't know. I only know him because he helped raise me for a part of our life when our village was attacked. Right. So is he like your adopted dad? Adopted dad and kind of uncle. All right. Let us now enter the realm of the imagination and sink down out of our chairs, through the floor, and into the world of the Forgotten Realms. And as we fall through the clouds in the bright blue sky, we find ourselves falling towards a jungle. Green trees, lots of vines, the steam rising into the sky, and the sounds of macaws, toucans, and parrots echoing through the forest itself. The smell of decaying vegetation and the sounds of tree frogs and howler monkeys can be heard. Up until a Tyrannosaurus Rex roars in a clearing and birds are frightened from it and we fall down to find eight figures standing before the corpses of three Velociraptors. Now you stand at the entrance to a cave that you've just come out of. You're standing in what type of environment are you in, guys? What? A jungle. And there is a stream that runs nearby, too. And lying at your feet is what? Velociraptors. Three dead velociraptors and a giant roar issued from the jungle at the end of the last session, at which point... A Tyrannosaurus Rex broke free from the trees and came into the clearing and roared fearsomely at the group. And you all noticed something interesting about this Tyrannosaurus Rex. What did you notice? They had like a helmet and a saddle. Right. And did the helmet and saddle have something something distinctive on it? A symbol. Uh, okay, sure. I think it was coconut designs. I don't recall that. designed using coconuts. Oh, okay. I don't recall that, but sure, that sounds cool. And some feathers as well. What if one of those was a tail feather that we needed for my sword? There were some feathers as well in the Velociraptor's headpieces, right? Those Velociraptors did not appear to be wild Velociraptors. They actually seemed to have been tame Velociraptors. And there is a figure riding on the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And that's where we left off last game. The Tyrannosaurus Rex has roared 
What does everyone do? Can I try to figure out who the figure on the Tyrannosaurus Rex is? Sure, what's everybody else doing? Right now, preparing to surrender. Okay. I am readying my greatsword in case they attack. I am going with DJ. I am going to pull out my longbow. Oh my. Well, I think you already had your longbow out already, right? Because you were using it to shoot at the velociraptors? There seems to be a moment of stillness and silence. I'll pull out my um, shocking grass sword. I think you already had that out too. So you all stand there ready to fight. I'm going to ask them, who are you? What do you want? Sure. In what language? Common. There is more crashing and rumbling Uh. in the jungle and another Tyrannosaurus Rex with another (sighs) rider comes out into the clearing and actually bumps the first Tyrannosaurus Rex and they snarl at each other as the two riders fight to control their heavy, their gigantic beasts. And then a bunch of other figures come out and... These figures are humans and tabaxi and aracocra, which are the bird type people. And there's a couple dragonborn and they all seem to be wearing the same clothes. And there's a couple old people. Okay, cool. A couple old people (laughs) as well. And there is a rider of the second Tyrannosaurus Rex. Alex, what does that person look like? Deep brown hair and bright green eyes. Is it a male or a female? Female. What race are they? Human. And Savannah, what's her name? Rose. She says to you, in common, In the name of the Lord's Own, stand down! You're a part of the Lord's Own? I said stand down! Okay. okay. I put I'm going to I drop my crossbow on the ground. <laughs> to throw it down. You can put it back in its loop. You don't have to throw it on the ground. I don't really have any weapons other than my magic. I'll just put my hands I'll drop my weapon and put my hands up. I'm going to put my longbow away. Away. Okay. Uh, she notices that you're taking your time about putting it away properly and she says, "Hurry it up." Do you hurry it up, Caitlin? Yes. With you hastening to do these things after you've put your weapons down on the ground and put them away, she says, on your knees. Okay. I put my hands up and I'm already on my knees. She jumps down from her Tyrannosaurus Rex very gracefully and she calls out to the rider of the other Tyrannosaurus Rex. What race is that person, Robin? They're a tabaxi. What is their name, Caitlin? Their name is Lucy. And can you describe that character, Savannah? Her clothes are made of skins. She has uh, brown and black hair. She's like a cheetah then, or? Kind of. Rose leaps down and says, Inspector Lucy, keep my mount at bay. And she throws the reins to her and she marches over to you. And you can see that she is wearing an insignia of the Lord's own on a cloak that looks very different from the cloaks that you wear. It has jungle colors in it and helps her fade into the jungle-type environs where your guys are all forest green in color and have the big brooch to keep it connected. And everyone is wearing their Lord's own cloaks right now, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she comes up and... She says, my name is Sergeant Rose of the Lord's Own Inn. 
And can you name a tabaxi city for me, Robin? Tangica. My name is Sergeant Rose of the Lord's own garrison in the jungle city of Tangica. Do I recognize this city? You've never heard of that city's name before. I heard it just once and then I forgot it for 5,000 years. <laughs> Flash, you're so old. <laughs> I'm really old. She says, you've killed three of our hunting velociraptors. We would have been meat. Wait, what's that about your necks? The Lord's own? Who are you people? Part of the Lord's own. You're not part of my garrison. What brings you to the jungles of Tangica? Well, what brought us here was really we climbed out of a cave together with Menzo Baranzan, and we have no idea where we are. We just appeared here out of nowhere. Why did you attack the Velociraptors? They they were going to kill us. Rose looks up at Lucy and says, Lucy, when was the last time those Velociraptors were fed? And Lucy says something in uh, tabaxi language. Mm Mm-hmm which only a couple of you understand. And Rose shouts back, Enough of that primitive speech. We have guests in front of us who cannot understand it. And Lucy then speaks haltingly in common and says, It may be that they were not fed recently. Well, this is an offense, Rose says. What are your names? Sasha. Sasha Kikian. Flash Golden Dragon Mushroom... Golden Mushroom Keeper? Volpina. I'm Chris Tuffer. And I'm DJ Shardalong. And I am Captain Georgington, of the Lord's Own of Fairhaven. Fairhaven? That's 3,000 miles to the north. What brings Fairhaven guards all the way to the capital city, Tangica? We were sent to Thundertree originally, and then we... And we met Chris in the... In, in all right, the- all right. There's no need for you to give me a report, says Sergeant Rose. Well, you are a sergeant. <sighs> I cannot explain this. Who are those other common folk with you? Um, um... Arabella looks scared and hides behind her dad. That is Arabella and Soren. They are farmers from Thundertree. You look around, and that other third member of the party... You know, see him at the moment. Where did he go? Where's Mikey Air? Who? Oh, Mikey Air. He was <gasps> with Rose gasps. Party. Don't say that name. Um, why? I can't say anything more here. She looks over at Lucy. There are ears everywhere. Come with me. Back to Tangica. Volpina, where's your dad? Um, let's go to Tangica. He was oh, with dear. us a minute ago. Who knows yeah. where he got to? I hope he was not killed because <laughs> you you actually get onto a velociraptor or climb up onto the back of the tyrannosaurus rex and you ride these dinosaurs back to the city of tangica through the jungles and as you arrive at tangica daddy is... i'm 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 like holding onto its tail you're holding the tail why are you holding a tail it likes it because i'm actually like 
helping it walk. You're holding a T-Rex's tail? Are you sitting down at the back of it and holding on to the tail? Yeah. <laughs> You're so silly, Flash Gold Dragon. <laughs> you arrive at the city of Tangica, which is situated on an island surrounded by a fast-flowing river that shoots out into a gigantic waterfall that descends into the mists below. And the city is right on the edge of this waterfall. The T-Rexes stride right into the fast-flowing river and fight their way through to the city itself, which has beautiful gated walls. And the T-Rexes come up to this sort of beach at the one side of the city, and there seems to be a couple of other like locations where T-Rexes can be stabled, but the Velociraptors stop. There are stables there on the edge. So anyone who rode a Velociraptor here has to get off and ride the T-Rex or hop into a raft that is quickly brought over to the city. Volpina, this reminds me of home, kind of. Yeah. As you approach several terrain, pterodactyls and pteranodons take off from the city itself and fly out over the brink of the waterfall into the mists. Is there an ankylosaurus? Sure. There are many types of dinosaurs all over. The river itself seems to have city-like populations on either side of it, but the city, the, the river is huge. It's probably three or four miles wide. That is crazy. Far off in the distance, you can see a bridge spanning between one side of the river and the other side of the river. And you're brought over to the furthest part of the city away from the waterfall. Seems to have the, a big sigil of the Lord's own on it. But it is slightly different. Savannah, can you show everyone the symbol of the Lord's own? That is the symbol of the Lord's own. And... Can you tell me, guys, how it's different together as a group? Work through it together, please. I was thinking that the crown is, like, brown and green. So, forest colors? Yeah. Maybe that's, like, a couple of, like, jungle trees, like, growing yeah, off yeah, the yeah. crown? Yeah. So, it is a different color, and there's some sort of jungle-like tree with a vine growing up through the into the crown itself. Does that sound good? Yeah. Somebody want to draw that for me? What? I want to draw it. I, you can all draw it. Oh, yeah, cool. Lucy, tend to the T-Rexes, get them situated, while I bring our newcomers and get them situated. And Lucy says something back in Tabaxi, which she doesn't translate, which is, uh, yes, Captain. But you can tell the two of you when she answers that she answers sullenly, and she's not happy. And also... She said captain, even though Rose introduced herself as a sergeant. You were brought into Sergeant Rose's quarters. She's an office sort of thing, and there's chairs enough that are brought in for everyone, and she asks you all to have a seat. She says, the Lord's own from Fairhaven. It's rather auspicious moment for you to have arrived. We're in a great bit of a pickle here. The Lord's own only recently received the garrisoning charge from the leaders of Tangica. As such, several of the previous garrison and armed forces were incorporated into the Lord's own group. Lucy used to be the leader of the garrison here. 
But now she reports to me. Since you've come so far from Menzoberranzan, you're doubtlessly not aware of what's going on here. A large tabaxi clan came into the city of Tanjika around four years ago and has slowly acquired a great deal of power and acclaim in the area. The leader is a tiger-looking tabaxi, and he is very, very dangerous. And both Volpina and Sasha remember very, very well a tiger-looking tabaxi, for that was the individual who set about the destruction of the Kikian clan. Oh no, Volpina. This is bad. Is his name Tiger Claw? Oh, you are aware of Tiger Claw. Tiger Claw has outlawed any tabaxi related or associated with the one known as Mikey Air. Um, Volpina? We're in trouble. Deep trouble. Mikey Air was in our group. Can we trust you? I am still here in the group. Mikey Air appears after having been invisible (gasps) with the group. Mikey Air, you kept your magic? Of course. Wow, man, yeah. But there is something very wrong. Mikey Air is with us, but... I'm cousins with Volpina, and Volpina is the daughter of Mikeir. Rose says, this is not good. It is the law of Tanjika to imprison any connected or associated with the one known as Mikeir. But his other name is Invisoduct. Could we use that in some way to protect ourselves? I remember it very well because it was very offensive. (laughs) His description the broken ear, the color of his fur. He would not be able to walk amongst you, says Rose. Furthermore, as stalwart members of the Fairhaven Lord's Own, I'm kind of in need of help. I don't have enough proper Lord's Own garrison here. I'm reliant upon the former garrison troops, which are all loyal to the tabaxi known as Lucy. And she has seen the two of you already. And she knows that your special and unique coloring She's doubtlessly already reporting this to Tiger Claw. Yeah, there's... He's something called a, a Lilia Major. Oh, that's our culture. Our culture revolves around two leaders who are leaders of a head family which spread out into the entire village. He claimed that name on a whim. He is not related to us. Well, he has claimed the title of Lilia Major for all of Tanjika and the Tabaxi lands. This Tiger Claw. This is very upsetting, Volpina. Oh, yeah. If you have any way of disguising yourself magically or otherwise, it might be beneficial to do so. I have a couple of allies, but I could really use your help. Members of the Lord's Own, I need to know who is loyal to the garrison here in Tanjika. I need to know who I can count on. And as far-flung members of the Fairhaven Lord's Own, perhaps you'll be able to assist me in that? Yes. We will. Yes, Right, we will. guys? I agree to it. I agree. Of course. It is not safe. <sighs> Tiger Claw burned our village. He burned it. There is a human establishment in the city of Tanjika. But let me describe a bit about Tanjika so that you can, you can get the lay of the land and the whereabouts. There's central Tanjika, and that is what lays upon the falls itself. And it is where all of the 
leadership and the garrison is primarily look the sorry is where the leadership of the city lives and where all of the noble families live is right here there is also a small garrison where the captain of the garrison resides i am not the captain i am just a sergeant can somebody name the captain for me Sure, Will. His name is Cord Thunder. What race is he, Savannah? Aarakocra. His name is Captain Cord Thunder, and he is an Aarakocra. But he is not from the Lord's Own initially. He has been elevated to that position as an outsider and given the rank of captain in the Lord's Own. Does the river flow east to west or north to south? North to south. On the east side of the river is where all of the merchants and the mercantile bureaucracy of all of the city of Tanjika does their work. And on the west is where most of the mercantile peoples and other farming and whatnot small folk live. Do you guys get that? Yeah. And every year at this time, the great dinosaur race through the city. What's wrong? Sorry, I'm just thinking about my key air and sad things. And every year at this time, the great dinosaur race occurs. The winner of the dinosaur race receives a great deal of wealth power, money, and the opportunity to become a leader or petition the city for a change. You need to win that race. I cannot enter that race. I am a sergeant of the Lord's own, sworn protector of Tanjika. I know what you're suggesting. What am I suggesting? I think what you need us to do is for us to enter in that race. Well, you could enter in that race if you would like to. I would. But you would need a dinosaur. And so you'd have to go to the West Bank in order to acquire a dinosaur. That's where all of the merchants do conduct their business. I have plenty of money. Looks like we're going to spend like another eight episodes here like we did in Red Zobre. Out of one city into another. Protecting and serving. Maybe we'll just hang out here. (laughs) There is a human run in on the west side or in the middle, in the center? In the center. There is a human run in not far from here. What is the name of that inn, Caitlin? The Furry Tabaxi Inn. Perfect. What a great name. The Furry Tabaxi Inn. And it's owned by a human, ironically. And he is a good friend of mine. Um, What's his name, somebody? Yes, Will. His name is underscore 5000. His name, if you can believe it, is underscore 5000. <laughs> and he is the owner of the Furry Tabaxi Inn, which is just down the block. This is the weirdest place ever. <laughs> Tell him that Sergeant Rose sent you. He'll set you up with rooms at a good rate. Get yourselves settled at the Furry Tabaxi Inn. I would like to speak with you in the morning about my own needs for someone to investigate the politics going on with the Lord's own garrison, and I will introduce you to Captain Court Thunder. We'll be there. Excellent. You are dismissed. Do you do have a disguise or something? Um, I don't have anything that I can do. Because I don't think we could even go half a block without being noticed by someone. I could grab you something from my backpack. Right thinking, Will, with that massive backpack here. (laughs) Yeah, you do have a big backpack. What do you have in your big backpack, Will? I do have lots of very disguised of clothing. 
Sure. Do you have a scroll of disguise self? Okay. He's got a scroll of disguise self. Do you know that spell, Sasha? No, I don't know it, but it would take some time to try to learn it. Right. So he's got that scroll of disguise self. You could learn that spell. You could memorize that over the next day, but it's not going to help you right now. Can I tell you where now. I found it? I just found it laying around on the ground on a bench. You go to leave the garrison of the Lord's own, and you see, as you open the door to leave, who's the first to leave the room? Let's go with DJ. (laughs) DJ, you're the first to leave the room, and as you open the door, you see a cheetah tail flicker out from a corridor and move away. And you believe that Lucy may have been listening in on your conversation with Sergeant Rose. Do you tell us? <laughs> I tell the group that I think Lucy might have been listening, and I go see who it was. And when you go around the corner, no one is there. What if he was back here? <laughs> I don't think Mikey here is a cheetah. No, he's a red tabaxi. Yeah. Exactly. Red tabaxi. He's the same color as me. Maybe a little bit more orange. I don't know. Yeah. So you pull your lord's own cloaks around you, pull the hoods up so you cannot be seen too easily, and you leave into the city itself. It is very muggy and humid in the city, and the streets are damp with all of the mist from the falls, and there is growing vegetation on everything. There's ivy and moss growing all over the stones of the buildings outside. All of your hair puffs up from all the humidity and you kind of feel sticky and damp and it's really really hot this is definitely not what i'm used to no i'm used to it being like all dry and dark (laughs) i'm a little bit used to it since my stepfather is a dragon i grew up in menzo baranza and it's like a big cave i wouldn't be used to like humidity i wouldn't be used to it being really hot (laughs) Yeah. You walk down the street and you see the sign. It is a very furry. All of the fur is standing on its end tabaxi, burned into a wooden post, like a wooden signboard hanging from the doors of this inn. The doors are big double doors that have a round top and you push them open into a little inn. There's a set of stairs right away and off to the left, there is a dark... Um, sort of common room that has a couple of tables and chairs and there's no one sitting there at the moment. But there is a figure in the background tending to a bar and wiping a glass. And the figure calls out, Hello? Hello? Someone's there? Uh, yes, we'd like a room, please. Welcome to the Furry Tabaxi Inn. My name is Underscore 5,000. <laughs> what brings you to my establishment? Sergeant Rose sent us. Come in, come in quickly then. Close the door and lock it behind you. We close it, lock it, and I take off my hood. <laughs> so you're the newcomers, are you? Yeah. Yep, sure are. And in need of an, a room, do you? Yeah. Yep. And protection. Yes. From Tiger Claw. Indeed. Uh, what race is underscore 5,000, Alex? We already said that. What uh, is he? Half-elf? Like, really tidy like this. And he's really, really old. He's really old. He's he got a, long... He's as old as Flash. 
He has long, stringy, white hair that's falling out, and it's bald or in a big circle around the top, and it just hangs to either side. It doesn't look like he's washed it or done much with it in a long time. He's got lots and lots of wrinkles on his face, and the skin around the sides here jangles a little bit when he talks on either side of his face, down his cheeks. He's got a hunch to his back, as though he maybe has scoliosis or some sort of... uh, spine deformation one arm definitely seems to be stronger and more dominant than the other the other doesn't do much work for him and his eyes are two different colors his left eye is blue and his right eye is green and he's missing both of his front two teeth on the top and he says how many are you no all right, I will count you myself. Oh, eight. Thank you. I only have three rooms. They're all empty at the moment. We can go girls and boys. In three rooms? Two. I have three rooms. You're more than welcome to all of them. Okay. He gives you some keys. You go upstairs and he tells you the directions as to where the rooms are. And how do you situate your guys yourselves in the different rooms? I'm rooming with DJ and Wolfina. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the three of you. Okay. Yeah, and Arabelle as well? Yeah. Okay. 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 Then we're with... And then there is a single room that has two single beds in it. Who is staying in that room? Me. Me, Me. Me and Flash. All right. And what about Georgington? Okay. Georgington and Mickey and Soren will stay in the other room. Yay. Me, DJ, and Volpina's room is on lockdown, and so is Sorry, and then like yours room. It's on lockdown. I don't know because like ah yeah you know we're being tracked. So only one of these three rooms has a window. Which room do you guys are staying in has the window? All right, their room. <laughs> well, it you we wouldn't want to not be in the room with the makes window. Makes the most sense because they can be seen, but window. we can't. You guys put your stuff away, get your rooms all situated and set up and assorted. And you come downstairs to the common room and you can have your lunch. And he's got some food laid out for you. It's time for lunch at the Furry Tabaxi Inn. I can tell you what's on the menu. What's on the menu? Furry hot dogs for everyone. Furry hot dogs. <laughs> All right. Mm, that they're, sounds... They're hot dogs that like have people like poke needles into them and like flip skin up. So it creates like this texture of the hot dog. It's a Tenchika favorite. I have brought the furry hot dogs. <laughs> There's also mustard and a tomato sauce. And uh, what's another sauce? Manasa. And we have manasa, which goes very well on furry hot dogs. Oh. Here you go. And he plops down a bunch of hot dogs and some cider onto the table. I put extra manasa on mine. Mm, excellent. Oh, Volpina, this is so good. Oh, yeah. I love manasa. This reminds me of my slick hot dogs back at home. Yeah. I put, like, m- more manasa than every everybody. Oh, okay. You use up all of the manasa in your eating of it. It's a, it's a sweet curry sort of texture and taste. And you have lunch. I just squirted the bottle of mustard onto mine. <laughs> you finish your furry hot dogs. You finished your lunch. And has anybody had a conversation about what you plan to do? I know the perfect thing. 
Let's go back to Okay. Wait. And you make some plans. Do you guys want to talk in character about what your plans are? All right, Georgington starts then. And he starts with, well, comrades, it seems we're in a bit of a bind here. We need to get the farmer and the daughter home. I saw some pteranodons and pterodactyls earlier. I wonder if they can be used as mounts that would help us fly back to Fairhaven or at least get us somewhere closer. Yeah. But it seems like we might have to do a few things in order to secure that sort of favor. I mean, we're a bit stuck right now. We've just agreed to help someone else, but we're still in the process of helping. Yes. I'm not suggesting we don't help them. We help them and then we earn favors to get rides out of here. Does that sound good to you? But, guys, it looks pretty clear like we're going to have to enter that contest and win it to get Tiger Claw out of here. I don't know about this Tiger Claw. Is he really that important and bad Oh, he is a horrible person. I, s- I saw him chase three Mifwas. Well, that Sergeant Rose seemed very, very good, capable person. We should trust her. But at the same time, who knows? Tiger Claw could have just told her to do that. Why do we always think about the bad things? I know how to win the contest. But think about it. Well, it is only the afternoon right now. We have the rest of the day and tonight before we have to meet up with Captain Cord Thunder and Sergeant Rose tomorrow. Can I tell you how we win the contest? What? We just have to buy a a pterodactyl. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that seems like an easy way to win the race. Perhaps pterodactyls or pteranodons are not allowed for the race. At the same time, we don't know how to ride even a walking dinosaur. I think learning how to ride a flying dinosaur would be even harder. <sighs> We're going to need to get some training lessons. We have a bit of money right now, so we probably could afford them. We sold the box. What should we do this afternoon? I would say we should go look around and check out the town because who knows there could be something some valuable information although we'll have to hide mikey air it's time to go inviso if you guys really want me to i can go stealth for a bit i mean i have a good stealth score i would be able to sneak around for a bit to find out something if they wanted me to I have a stealth bonus of 10 so well georgington asked you guys what you're going to do with your afternoon and your evening what is the plan? Let's go look around the town. Let me remind you about... Yeah, you know. I, I, I know. <laughs> then why are you suggesting we go around town? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I have a good idea for myself. I, I need to learn the spell, and we could go around town and use use some of the time to go around town. Use some of the time for me to learn the spell, and then we could cast it and go out. That sounds like a good idea. You would only be able to cast it on yourself, though, because oh, it's disguised self. I'll have to find an alternative for you. Yeah. I know my gear can turn invisible. Yeah. I thought magic ran in your family. Oh, well. Well, <laughs> I suppose if me and DJ could find, like, the marketplace or something, we might be able to get something. Oh, my God. If I turn into a human, I'll be a human. Oh, wow. It's only a disguise. <sighs> yeah. It's not like you're going to be one for the rest of your life or something. No. I've just touched human flesh. It is not pretty. I don't want to be in it. 
I don't think you have to disguise yourself as a human. And a dragonborn. Oh, dear. Oh, oh no. I'm right here, you know. Sorry, it's just I've never been in scales before. What would be wrong with a dragonborn? Does it really matter what you turn into as long as you're not, like, a frog or something? (laughs) (laughs) I turn into a pet frog. (laughs) That would be a good disguise. (laughs) I turn into a rock. So Sasha's going to work on her spell, and she learns that she can only turn into other humanoid things that she knows of. What does everybody else plan to do? I would probably stay near... Sasha and Volpina, since uh, um, they're related to Makier. DJ, can you get me a glass of water? I'm really focusing. <laughs> also, with uh, Vanna there, with that, uh, another point, they're both long-range fighters. So if we did get attacked or something, it would be useful to have. Since I've got a long sword and it's a closer-ranged weapon. Okay. What are you going to do, Al? Christopher. <laughs> um, I have a suggestion. Like you said earlier, try to find a disguise for Volpina, since uh, Sasha can only cast disguise self on herself. Yeah, good idea. Whoa, what kind of disguise do you guys want me to look for? Oh, maybe some hair dye. That would work. Can I? What? We could dye you a different color. Yeah, but I like my color. I know. Okay, but but if they see you in that color, that could get messy. Okay, but I don't want to dye my fur. Don't worry, it won't be permanent. It'll be like four-day longing, okay? Okay, fine. So you guys want me to go and get some hair dye? (laughs) I want to change my hair color to match my eyes. But make sure it is not permanent, okay? Savannah's character are all going to stay back at the inn while Alex's character is going to go out onto the streets to find some hair dye to help dye Volpina's fur. Do you want to stay and help the characters guard the inn, or are you going to go out with Chris and find hair dye? Help Chris find the hair dye. Okay. What color do you want the hair dye to be? Like A brown would be fine. Like a bowed? I don't know, as long as it's not my fur color. Okay, so whatever then. All right. Yeah, the okay, get whatever. Which is get blue. What about Georgington? What would you like Georgington to do? Glad I'm going to at least have Flash with me, though, because, I mean... Georgington should help guard, because more people here, because they're less likely to be, like, attacked. Right. So you make a plan. Chris and Flash head out into the streets, into the broad daylight of the Tenjikin sunny afternoon. Meanwhile, Savannah's character, DJ, Caitlin's character, Volpina, and Robin's character, Sasha, go back up to the rooms? Yeah. And can I get perception checks from the three of you when you go upstairs? Did anybody beat a 12? I did. I got a 13. Got a 13 as well. Eight. Oh, you didn't notice. You were too busy heading back upstairs to the room. Maybe you were thinking about how unhappy you'll be being a brown-colored tabaxi and not a bright, wonderful red tabaxi. And as a result, you don't even hear the sounds of something happening in Flash and Chris's room. But DJ and Sasha do. You hear something or someone in their room. DJ, did you hear that? Yup. Did you hear that? Hear what? There was a noise coming from Chris and 
Flash's room. Did somebody break into their room? I go and they check. They are the only ones with the window. <gasps> Someone oh, must have gone in through the window. No. Okay. And as the three girls are talking outside the door, can I just get quick perception checks from Flash and from Chris as you leave the inn? What did you get, Flash? I got a nine. But you get to add your perception score to that, so make sure you do that. And what did you get, Chris? Seven. So, Chris, you're probably too busy thinking about all the different colors of dyes that you have to get, and you don't notice what Flash notices. So what's nine plus three, buddy? Twelve. That is enough. You got a 12. That's all you needed to have. You notice that the window that you made sure to leave closed to your room in the furry tabaxi inn is open. And it's shattered? It's just open. It's not broken. But you did not leave it open. You left it closed. Like it was at the very start. Yeah. Did you point, do you point this out to Chris or do you not tell him anything? I tell him, that's strange. I didn't open the window or anything. No. Maybe we should go back and check it out. But I think the girls might have found out. I'm going to go check on Soren and I'm looking in the room. You Well, check. they they came up with you. They they were having lunch as well. So they've gone back to their room. I'm going to go check on Soren, guys. He was just with you. Right. Mike here, Soren. Mike here, you might have to hide. He's already gone back to his room. Okay, good. <laughs> the three of you are standing outside of Chris and Flash's room. Flash and Chris, you're on the street outside. What's everybody doing? I try to open the door quietly. The door is locked. Oh, dang it. Someone must know we're in here. I have a good bet. It was either Tiger Claw. It must have been Lucy. She heard us talking, and then we think that because I saw her tail. Yeah, but she heard... She probably heard us talking and would have known, and Tiger Claw might have advised her to go sneak into underscore 53's house in. Flash, maybe you should go back. I mean, we have the key to the room. Something could be very wrong there. We could just run to the store and then we could grab the hair dye and then just buy it and then just run back. The problem is we don't know where the store is that sells dyes. We only know where like the marketplace is. I go downstairs and ask if they have another key. I am staying upstairs and opening the door of her room. I'm going to check your room. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you open up your the door to the girl's room, and nothing seems to be out of place in that room. It all seems to be in good order. Come on, Arabelle, let's go put you with your dad. Good job. And boys, what are you doing? We are getting the hair dye. Well, we haven't decided that yet, Flash. So, Flash, you start walking down the street? Yep. I'm gonna start running back into the inn. Why? Because the window's open there. That means that something must be wrong here. Flash doesn't seem to care or note that anything was different. What's causing Chris to run back into the room, into the inn, all scared? The girls are in there. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know if they've even noticed. Noticed what? They wouldn't have noticed that the window was open there or anything. Well, you didn't even notice that the window was open. Oh, Flash pointed it out to me now. Exactly. So Flash pointed out that the window was open. And then he's like, let's go and buy that hair dye. I have the feeling that something isn't right here. Because I know that we made sure the window was closed. 
We know the girls upstairs heard something, but you didn't hear anything. So you didn't hear anything. You didn't notice the window was open. And Flash doesn't seem to care at all about going and checking in on it. What's causing Chris to be so scared and worried that you're sending him back into the inn in a, in a rush, in a hurry? Well, I want to find out what's going on in there. What do you mean, what's going on? Well, the windows is open. Right. We made sure that it was closed. No one ever said you made sure the window was closed. I said there was a window in the room. Nobody said we make sure it's closed. Yeah, I guess I run down the street with Flash. All right, you guys go and start looking for a shop. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't seem to be too unwieldy. Wait, it doesn't wait, seem like something bad is going on. what if the girls had a session? I mean, if Flash, who noticed the window was open, decided that that was important because he noticed it, and he pointed out and said, hey, the window's open, and then he decided, hey, well, that's, oh, I'm a little concerned there, but he didn't seem to care. I don't know why Flash doesn't care. Maybe we'll ask Flash. Flash, why do you not care about the window being open? I have very good eyes since I'm really old, but I also jumped and I saw a person in there. And you still want to go buy hair dye, even though you jumped up high and saw a person in the room? Yeah, because we still really need um these disguise. Yeah, but if somebody's in your room, they could be stealing your things. I put everything back in my bag. And you have your bag on you, even though you're just going to go buy hair dye? Mm-hmm. I left most of my stuff in the room as well, right? So... I left one thing. The scroll. Yeah, you gave that to Sasha. So you're just going to head down the street and go buy some hair dye? All right, cool. I'm, I'm just going to follow Flash because he didn't tell me about there being a person. In yeah, there, I mean, it I didn't mean... seem like there's an issue going on. You guys go off to buy some hair dye. We'll come back to you in a moment. It doesn't seem like there's any trouble going on there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Flash even looked into the room and he's like, well, there's nothing wrong here. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have said anything, so we'll talk to Flash about that later. Meanwhile, DJ. Does underscore 5000 have another key? While you're off to check, Volpina and Sasha hear more movement closer to the door of the boys' room. Underscore 5000 says, Lost a key already? Chris and Flash left with their key to the room, and we want to go check to see if everything's okay. Oh, okay. And he gets you another key. I go back upstairs and unlock the door. And when you open it, there is a cheetah tabaxi standing in the room. Lucy! And she says in the tabaxi language, which you can translate for DJ. I say Lucy in the tabaxi language. Well, that comes out as Lucy. And she says, I'm so sorry, so sorry, but you is daughter of Mikey Hare? Yes. And tears start to well up in her eyes. And she says, I... I'm so sorry he die. So sorry. Tiger Claw is such evil man. He work with Captain Rose. He make Captain Rose powerful and Lord's own and hurt Tabaxi garrison in city. You in grave danger, daughter Mikey This inn is bad. I translate that in... Yeah, you you tell you let you bring DJ in on the story about what's going on. So whose side are we supposed to believe? I I don't know, but Captain Rose is bad, bad person. Really? Yes. 
Then where do you suppose we stay? Because we're thinking about disguises right now. No, no. You stay here. You get captured by Tiger Claw tonight. Yeah, that sounds like Tiger Claw. And then we'll be made slaves in a different country, in a different place, in a different world. No, he just kill you. Oh, yeah. He just kill you like he killed my Kier. My Kier is not dead. No, he dead. I seen skin hanging in Tiger Claw's mansion. He has a torn ear. Yeah. That's the skin. The skin has torn ear. Meanwhile, the two boys are walking down the street. Da, 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 da. Looking for a shop. There's not a lot of shops here, though, guys. This is the political and governmental sector of the city. And most of the shops that you're going to find are on the west side. Which is not where you are right now. You're in the middle side. So there are lots of like cafes and restaurants and other places and big open forums and a theater and a bunch of things like that. But there doesn't seem to be any shops immediately that you can find. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to find your way around? Maybe we could try asking somebody. Sure. Yeah, there is an Arakokra. That is walking down the street. They look very rich. There's gold bangles and necklaces. And they've got a very, very brilliantly sapphire blue dress on. And you stop her. Sorry to bother you, but do you know where we could buy any dye around here? Dye? (laughs) You would need to seek the dyers and the tanners section of the city. Who are you, Dark Elf? So if you Dark Elves come to Chenjika. I didn't quite hear her question. So what do you say to her then? <laughs> Sorry, can you please repeat that? Uh-huh. Dark Elf? Why you Dark Elf come city? Uh, I came from Menzo Brands. <laughs> I know where Dark Elves live. Yeah, I was trying to get out of the city. And I wound up coming out of this cave, and I just wound up in the jungle. Ah! Outside of here. Cave? Outside of river, the cave come from? Far side. There are both far sides. We are in the middle. Uh, <laughs> okay, the east side. Whoop! East side of far is cave. Could make trade pact, Benzo Branzan. You all speak. To men, sopranos, and peoples? Yeah, I can speak Darko. Ah, I know you speak language of your people. Kak, I say you go and make trade with men, sopranos, and if Cut Cave is close, is very lucrative. Did she ask me to make a trade? Yeah, you're not too sure? Yeah, she did ask you to do a trade. Sorry, but I don't really remember where the cave is. <laughs> you know what it looked like? You describe it? A large hole in the ground. Oh, it had some gravel around it. Gravel? Or? Dirt? Uh, <laughs> it's a cave. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a shiny looking whore on one of the walls leading into the cave. It's good. I have uh, some dye in at my home. You you may buy from me, and we will. You describe a drawn cave. Sure. Mm-hmm. What is the name of you? I'm Chris Tuffer. Tuffer, Tuffer. Ah. What is this 
strange noble woman Harakora's name? Her name her name is Chickadoo. Chickadoo? Ah, I'm related Chickadoo. And you are? God. I am Flash, Flash, Golden Dragon. Go, gold, go, 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 Golden Dragon. And you guys may make insight checks when she hears the name Gold Dragon. Go ahead and roll, buddy. While you guys are rolling your insight check, we're back with Lucy and the three of you learning that potentially the furry tabaxi inn is not a good place to be because Lucy goes on to tell you, Tiger Clockill, former owner of Furry Tabaxi Inn. He was Furry Tabaxi, not Ugly Human. It should be new name, Ugly Human Inn. (laughs) Yes? We need to talk in a place more safe. Can you lead us there? What more safe than this now? When we leave, we all go together. Yeah, yeah, we'll need our friends. Um, We need to go resistance on west side. Yeah. So just tell me what you rolled, bud. Fifteen. Three. Yeah, not, you're like, I don't care what other people say. (laughs) But Flash, when you made that 15 roll to determine the insight, you believe that she knows something about the last name Gold Dragon and has possibly dealt with somebody with that last name before. My mother. It's possible. Someone with the last name of Gold Dragon has had business with, what was her name? Chikalady? Chikalady. Chikalady. She says, oh, I live close here. We come to my house. Uh, okay. And of course, yeah, it, there's this nice estate just around the corner. And it's got a couple of different entrances. One that you can fly into and a ground entrance. And of course, she walks you over to the ground entrance. And there is a very, very strong and powerful looking Arakoa standing guard wearing very shiny male armor and he salutes when Lady Chicality approaches and you enter into an Arakoa's house which is really cool and very bird-like. Lots of open space. There's a big fountain in there and she walks over. She comes back with an assortment of small pots of dye. Daddy, can I tell you the easy way to get up there? She, you you use the flying way. Yeah, she just flies up because she kind of can. And she has paper and a charcoal bar brought over for you to kind of draw the entrance to the, the cave to Menzo Baranzan. Okay. You can draw the picture. Cave? Cave? Okay, draw it. Okay, I'll draw it. So, you're gold dragon? Yeah. Oh. And can you give me a first name, Sav? Taka. That's what she calls her guard guy. And she asks Taka to come over. Taka, Taka, you see Gold Dragon? And Taka says, Yesum, yesum, I see Gold Dragon. She says, Yeah, human Gold Dragon. Is your mother name what? My mother's name is Naomi. That's a very pretty name. Let me put I know. Gold dragon. Naomi. Gold dragon. Yeah. Your son. Yeah. I have a friendship token from Naomi Gold Dragon from Aracora Lands. You want? You trade? Would you like a bag of five million dollars? Don't know this dollars? 
okay. Um, anyway, she comes by and she has a little portrait of Naomi Gold Dragon, your dad, and baby you in a frame. We'll go back to that in a moment. Chris has finished his charcoal drawing. <laughs> Does it make any sense? She asks you how far you rode to get here. How did you get here? What did you ride? About what point did you reach the river? Do you answer all these questions? Yes. Excellent. She trades you a bunch of pots of dye. There's browns and purples and blacks. Is there any other color you were looking for? Blue. I think that was it. Okay. And she trades you those for the picture. And she says, we'll be in touch. Where to find you? You can find me over at the Furry Tabaxi Inn. Oh, Furry Tabaxi Inn? You know, used owned by actual tabaxi. He dragged into street and killed. Very sad. Very sad. Prominent tabaxi member. Last name Makikian. Now new owner. Crazy human. Thanks for the dice. Yes, thank you for trade. Good picture. We'll find. Go talk to other. Go find. And she dismisses you and you found some dye. Now, some of these dyes are a little older. There's a bunch of bits used from them because they were her hair dyes or fur dyes or feather dyes. But they should serve the purposes from your disguise kit that you can also work with because I think you're a thief and you have a disguise kit. So you can definitely help her out once you return. So it didn't take you very long, actually, to find your way and talk to uh, an Arakora. And now you're on your way back. And you see when you guys walk up and you can hear the window is still open and there are people in your room. There is movement inside on the second floor. So meanwhile, Lucy has sat down on one of the beds and she's telling you the story of how Tiger Claw came after conquering a whole bunch of other tabaxi lands. He's now chosen Tanjika as his capital city for a tabaxi nation and he is killing any tabaxi that will not bow to him and he has compiled and dragged a whole bunch of disparate tabaxi peoples and different tabaxi villages he's wiped them out and dragged them all here to create a great tabaxi army and he's using people from other races and giving them special privileges to benefit himself and keep a stranglehold on the city but very few people know this because the council of tanjika is made up of six people and tiger claw is just one of those six people is that make sense does any questions based on that who was the kikian she was talking about who was what kikian she said the furry tabaxi owner yeah was... but that was in alex and yeah, will's sorry. scene is she still talking in, um... She has, a, she talks in broken common, but she mostly speaks in the tabaxi language, which is then translated. Like, they don't leave you out, DJ. Yay. They translate and explain what's going on to you. Because there's two of us, which makes translating a whole ton easier than Christopher had to translate for, like, eight people. What do you guys want to ask Lucy? Anything? DJ, any questions? I think I go check the other room to see if Lucy was right about Mikey Air. No, he's in the other room. Oh, uh, what? He's not dead. I don't know. No, I don't have any other questions. Okay. 
she's explaining quite a bit and that's when chris and flash see the movement the window is open there's people in your room what are you gonna do i rush into the inn rush into the inn do you rush up the stairs right away flash what do you do do you rush into the inn as well yes and you rush up the stairs i'm like the speed of light you rush up the stairs the door is closed i'm gonna knock on the door you knock on the door. You have a key to the door. <laughs> Do you check the door, see if it's locked? Yeah. Yeah, the door is locked, girls. You hear a rush of steps up the stairs, and you hear a key being inserted into the lock and a rattling at the door. You open, you unlock the door, Chris, expecting, I don't know what. Girls, suddenly the door begins to open. What do you do? I ready a firebolt. In case it is someone other than Chris and Flash, I ready my great sword to take out. I'm going with DJ. I'm going to grab my longbow. I burst into the room. (laughs) The door opens. You burst into the room. Your weapons are all out. And you all see each other. And Lucy screams a little bit. And that's where we'll end the session today. Cliffhangers! You're wondering if I go wandering with you What kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into Would it be wrong to tag along with a band of vagabonds You wonder if I'd wander with you So I'll spread the word and you beat the drum We'll round up the truth This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales Junior. We'll be back in one month with a brand new episode. Our intro and outro music is Through the Woods by Okie Dokie Brothers. Find their music on iTunes by checking them out at www.okidoki.org and follow them on Twitter at Okie Dokie Bros. We love a review on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter. Tavern underscore tales. See you all later. I'm wondering if you'd come wandering my way. If you ever get lost or if the trail leads you astray. The music of the pack can always bring you back. I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word.